Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the 195th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. How's the weather on your end? Terrible. It's really bad today. Yeah. Yeah. Carol and I were, uh, we actually volunteered this morning at the 5th Ave Mile, the New York Roadrunners race. Yeah. It's basically a mile down Museum Mile where the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art is. And we signed up for the youth event. But really quick, the f- guys, like the men's, professional men's, ran a mile in three minutes and 53 seconds and uh the women did it in four minutes and 19 seconds i want to say wow um but we were watching we were doing the youth events so we were like we're anywhere kids from like seven to 18 um they actually had two-year-olds running the race too but they didn't run a full mile it was just like 200 feet and the uh the, they call it a drag race because the parents are basically like dragging them along um but there's these kids that uh Basically, they're like a, a youth travel track team. Like, some are from Notre Dame, some are from Chicago, and these kids are running like sub six minute miles, dude. <laughs> like, 10 year olds, 12 year olds running like, they're like, oh, what was your time? Oh, I got a 5.45. Oh, man, I thought you were going to run faster than that. He goes, yeah, I'm really disappointed today because it was raining. I was like, what? Kids. They're going to make me feel terrible about my mile run tomorrow, then. That's yeah, funny. Right. Just, just remember that. When you're doing your mile run tomorrow, or what, however long you're running, there are kids out there that would smoke you. Dude, I was happy with my uh, with my sub seven minute mile last time, getting like six thirty, and that was definitely the fastest mile that I'd ever run. Yeah, this is so. doing it again tomorrow. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been like yes. three four months since I ran it last, but I'm not going to be going sub six. Yeah, right. Sub six is like crazy fast yeah um anyways uh what have you uh what have you were what were you in all in up to this weekend so this was our anniversary weekend um our anniversary was on was on friday this today was supposed to be our anniversary but obviously hurricane irma had thrown thrown that off so two days early um so we were initially trying to do like a beach weekend we were gonna travel down well we didn't really have a destination picked out yet um we were we were trying to see if there was a a beach you know a hotel resort bed and breakfast anywhere really uh that we could stay for relatively cheap and as the week uh as this past week had gone along we realized that it wasn't gonna um it wasn't gonna work out because they were, it was just going to be uh, raining the whole time. We weren't trying to fly anywhere. We were just trying to do like a road trip. Um, so I was looking about as far south as Virginia, maybe North Carolina. But any further than that, I just didn't think it was going to be a good idea. Because, well, I don't want to say a good idea, but like a good idea to drive that. We would have had to try to fly and finding a flight for a good rate. Especially considering this is kind of like a last minute idea. And we literally did just come back from our... Um, what was technically our honeymoon celebration a few weeks ago uh, down in Florida. So uh, outside of traveling far, it just, we weren't going to be able to escape the storm. It was just too much. So um, 
we we went to a restaurant on Friday instead of uh, you know traveling, uh, Fogo de Chao style uh, Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, that's great. How was it? It's really good. We've been there before. We went there for Lena's birthday uh, a year and a half, almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. So we've we've had experience with it. So you know the 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 general idea is you know it's, it's like pay what fifty bucks or so I think fifty one dollars per person, and you just go there hungry. They they walk around with just like different cuts of meat, and they and you can get it pretty much cooked to any style that you want. So they usually have different, um, uh, different like uh, I guess styles of 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 uh, of uh the meat. You know whether you want a rare or well done, you can pretty much get it. The, the waiters just walk around with the meat they offer you. You you flip your card over saying yes, I'm hungry. I you know ask me if I want something, and you know, they might have like top sirloin and say, Oh, how do you want it? You know? And if you're yeah. a rare person, you can get it rare. I, I usually like medium. So I was getting my medium the food is really good. Um, they have like a salad bar. So Lena and I have been trying to be uh, conscious of, of getting, um, our, like a, a decent amount of vegetables in each day. So mm-hmm. we both did get a salad, which I kind of regretted after the fact because I felt like I just filled myself up a little bit on salad on like greens and I should have just been focusing on the meats. Like I, I should have just been good with the salad that I had earlier in the day or whatever greens I had earlier in the day and just focused on the meats because that's where I was going to get my money's worth. Um, mm-hmm. regardless of the, the whole experience was really good. Uh, again, we, we've done it before and I, and I think a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure they're used to this. A lot of people will eat a bunch and then they get full and they like to just chill for a while Idiots. and like talk and then, and then, uh, and then kind of get, uh, you know, clear up some space in their stu- in their stomach and then flip their car back over and go for seconds or not really seconds, but, you know, go for like a second round. So based on your visit this time, what was the one thing that you liked the most? So they had this, um, garlic Parmesan cut. Um, but that's, so that's a lane. That was Lena's favorite last time. And it was her favorite this time. I liked the, the, uh, top sirloin. Okay. I just, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it that, uh, kind of set it off for me. I mean, the thing, the thing that's really interesting is just tasting the different flavors of the, of the beef. They do have pork there, but I don't, but I don't eat pork. So I didn't get to try any of that. Um, but understand, like, uh, trying to taste the different flavors, uh, as well as just the, the differences of how the, the meat just like kind of, uh, dissolves in your mouth is yeah. is uh is is fun and, and something that you don't really get and i also don't eat red meat very much or at least uh, i don't eat steak very much so um it's it's kind of a, it was kind of a treat so i did enjoy yeah. it afterward we um we went to uh we wanted to get ice cream afterward but the the farm where we've been going a lot this summer for ice cream they closed they, they switched their hours because they're going to be closing for the season soon so they um they close at like eight, I think, and we finish eating. We finished dinner at like eight fifteen. And um so we decided just to go to uh University of Delaware. They have a um a student run uh creamery ice cream shop, which they use uh the the cows from the College of Agriculture. Um they use their cows uh for their milk and they make their own ice cream. So it's really good. So we we both got some ice cream there. Lena has been on cookies and cream heavy this summer. So mm-hmm. she got that. 
I got, I can't even remember the name of it right now, but it was a cookies and cream uh, chocolate chip cookie dough blend. So that was really oh, wow. was good. Balled out. Yeah. And then okay. we were just, we were, we were out by like, well, Lena at least was out by like 9 p.m. <laughs> maybe not, maybe like 9.30, I'll say. Um, I, I, uh, I read for a little bit for like an hour or so before falling asleep. The next day, so Saturday, um, we, we drove over to, uh, Megan's, which is a place that we get breakfast almost every weekend near where my parents live. So afterward, naturally, we, we visited my parents for about half an hour. And then the plan was to, uh, we, we wanted just to bang out the last, we want to utilize the last of our movie pass because, you only get three three movies a month. Lena's movie pass, I think, expires on like Wednesday of this week. Mine expires in a few in a few in a couple of weeks. So we saw uh, Crazy Rich Asians earlier in the week, which is really good. And we, I think, the only two movies that we could see were Juliet Naked and uh, The Meg. Well, the only two movies that we were gonna see, I should say. The other ones were like scare movies, and Lena doesn't do scare movies, so we end up seeing the seeing The Meg. While I am interested in seeing. And seeing Juliet naked, which uh, with uh, Ethan Hawke, um, I don't know. I just wasn't in the mood for it that day. So we watched the Meg, which you know we're expecting a an, an entertaining but also you know bad movie in a sense, but a movie that knows it's bad. Like I, yeah, I, I equate it. It's it's certainly not like Fast and Furious. Those movies are way better. Like they are they are in what I'll call quote quote unquote bad, but they're also good. You know, this movie. Whoa, this movie, whoa, whoa, whoa! Just so we're clear, though. Just so we're clear. Yes. I know, um, I Fast and the Furious. They're not. They're not bad movies. Yeah, I know. I know you. I know how you feel about them. I mean, they're. We're not going to get into it. it, it this. This. You just got to know you're wrong. This movie knows where it stands. They. They understood. They understand where they. Where they stand, and uh, so it doesn't take itself too seriously. So it was interesting. Okay. I mean, there's certainly there's certainly elements where you're just like, this is just silly. They're like a research team. They're a research team doing uh, like literally research, and they're trying to. They the the whole the whole premise is that they're the ocean floor. What they think is the ocean floor is actually, um, or or, or within a certain spoiler portion. alert. Well, like it's it's a spoiler, but it's not really like I'm not telling you like what happens. I'm just saying how this uh, the meg the megalodon gets released. How how it gets or how it just shows up and no one's yeah, seen it so, before. It's basically uh, so they, how, they think happened? there's an ocean floor and it's really kind of a a, a layer of uh, gas in the ocean, and so they uh this is like hypothesized, it's theorized, and they decided they're they're able to build some type of submarine that can that can dive uh, much deeper than any other submarine can. And they're able to penetrate through that hole or the hole through the, through that gas layer. And in underneath this gas layer, it's, you know, there's supposed to be tons of species that have never been identified by humans before. And it just so happens that the megalodon, uh, lives down there. And so they, uh, they end up, uh, releasing it by accident because they punctured through. So, oh, wow. So, uh, <laughs> but, you you would think, hey, you know, just because this is like off the coast of China, it's it's another one of those movies that's been uh, financed, I think, by some uh, producers from China, and so there's a decent amount of diversity in the movie. There's some there's some uh, Chinese actors in the movie. Yeah, don't know their names, but there were some Chinese actors. There were there were, they had a, they had a, they had a good representation of, of of multiple races. It wasn't it wasn't just like Chinese and, and white people per se. It was there, there yeah. were some others, but uh, they. 
they're off the coast of China, you'd be thinking, oh, hey, you know, they've this megalodon is out there. Let's let's call the navy. You know, let's have the navy take care of this. And the the the, the explanation is, oh, they just think we're prank calling. They they don't they don't believe us. And gotcha. that's that. So now now we have to now we have to handle it. Real quick though, mm-hmm. um, if like Neil deGrasse Tyson was doing uh like what really what would have gone down, there's no way that the Chinese Navy would not have sent something that big in the waters because the Chinese Navy is actually right now. Uh, I just read this report that the Chinese Navy is the largest navy in the world, and they're building more and more submarines and like they're creating a, a naval force larger than the U.S.'s, and it's really only meant to be in the South China Sea. How crazy is that? That is crazy. Continue. Uh, no, no, it is crazy. I was reading a text from Lane at the same time. Uh, the so yeah, after that, what do we do? Um, came home. Oh, we wanted. We actually wanted to get cake for our anniversary, and the bakery where we wanted to get the cake from was closed by the time we finished our dinner and all that stuff. So we decided to get some a uh, couple cupcakes yesterday. So we stopped at a bakery, got that, and then came home. Um, I'm trying to remember what, oh, I guess we watched, we probably watched an episode of, of the Americans. And then, um, I was just playing a game on my Switch and Lane was watching this TV show, Catastrophe on, on Amazon Prime, which she's really enjoying right now. Have you seen, have you seen that show? Yes, Catastrophe is hilarious. I love that show. Um, so yeah, she, she's loving it. I think she's in season one still. And then went to bed this morning. They're so Sunday. They uh, our CrossFit gym. They normally only have classes um, Monday through Saturday, but people have been asking for a Sunday class. And so, as part of an, an experiment to see if people are interested, they today and and for the next few weeks, they're hosting uh, one Sunday class. And so today we went to the Sunday class because we're both very interested in the Sunday class. And it was packed. Like, it was completely full. Really? There were more people who wanted to be there. Yeah. The class was supposed to, I think, max out 15. And there were four people on the wait list. And uh, the the coach ended up allowing 16 people in. I'm not sure if there was any other people on the wait list. Because a lot of times you have people on the wait list who will just show up anyway. Um, and so there were 16 people, Lena said today. And it was, it was a good workout. It's a tough... Like, so... You know what? I, I, I'll never, I, I can't get people who, and this is, this is include, this very much includes Lena. When I can work out in the morning, I don't like working out in the morning, but after I work out, I'm completely drained. I don't, I'm not in the mood to talk. I'm functioning, but I'm not in the mood to talk. I'm, I, I'm certainly not like laughing and making jokes. I'm just like, okay, let me get in my car. Let me get to breakfast and let me eat and that'll be good. Lena is like off the walls, energetic. I'm like, I don't know how you have this energy. Like where, where's this coming from? You didn't eat beforehand. So it's c- cocaine. <laughs> Sorry, what? And this is this happens. This happens like every time we do like a, a morning workout. Uh, if we do a Saturday morning workout, I don't work out in the morning. She goes at five a.m. every every pretty much every weekday, and I always go either at noon or in the evening. I've never made it to one of the morning classes, um, at least the five or six a.m. classes, and she's just like, "You're really not talking." I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you you know this though. Like this, right. this isn't, this is not a surprise. And, and she's like, you seem, she was initially saying, it seems like I'm not talkative when I go to class with her. And I'm like, that's not true. When you come to the class with me in the evening, I'm fine afterward. Like I'm, 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 I can talk, but in the morning, no, like I, I've just expended whatever energy I had into that workout. 
and now I need I need uh, I need food to recover because I'm 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 just gonna sit here and just chill until yeah. that food gets in. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm the same way. We're like uh, very sort of quiet in the mornings, usually in my own world. Yeah. And especially when I go and work out, like it's I'm sort of on rails in the morning. I'm not trying to. Not trying to like be crazy. Not trying to really uh, be super uh, engaging or whatever. I'm sort of just focused on like the task at hand and what's about to go down. Yeah. I really want to be just super focused on that. And then once that's done, then I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm like, it feels like I've gotten something like really, really big completed. And then, it'll, then I'm like, sort of, I'll open back up again. What about like after the workout? Immediately after the workout, though immediately after the workout i uh hmm that's interesting because i'd like to say that i'm a little bit more available but i don't i can't say for sure that i am yeah so like uh the workout finishes and and they like to encourage people to like cheer and you know cheer the yeah. other people on if you finish early first of all yeah. i don't i hate when people cheer me on i don't want to hear you like talking to me uh, I'm aware that all eyes are on me already so that that whatever adrenaline I have, I'm already kicking into the workout. But when I have people like cheering me on, I feel like now I'm holding everybody back, from, especially if I'm uh, like, the last right. person, right? So I don't I, I don't like to draw more attention to it than is really there. Um, but also when I'm working out, like if I'm running, if I'm if I'm like lifting and not everyone's done, like if I'm if I'm running to a destination and someone who's already finished running there and they're on the way back i don't mind giving like a little fist bumper or, or like you know good job or whatever but in the morning i just don't really want to hear it. i just want to be in my own world i'm very very much in my own head and i'm I, I i like to keep it that way and so if i were to have been the last person to finish today which i wasn't but like if people were cheering me on i would have just been supremely annoyed and, and, and incredibly irritated i don't i don't like to hear it i don't know <laughs> That being said, do you cheer people on? In the morning, no. In the morning, when I finished, I, I finished up and I was just like walking. I was I was just kind of like walking to get my breath back. I feel like a lot of people. I'm like I don't under, I don't know how you're finishing and having so much energy or or even not the energy. I don't know how you have your breath and an ability to like be clapping really hard and like wooing at the top of your lungs. Like I no, I need I just wanna I just need to keep breathing and walking. Sometimes it, yeah. if I, if it's like, if it's a really hot day, which today is like the coldest it's been in a while, if it's a really hot day, most of the time I'm like on the floor because it's too hot and I'm trying to, I'm trying to cool down. Oh yeah. And, I get you. It's cause it's just like, they only have fans, right? Yeah, exactly. A day like today, I'm, I'm, I'm not hot I, and we were like running. So it's, it's, it's run, we're today was a great day. It's cold. And, uh, we had the option to row. I just, I wanted to run and, um, I'm like, I'm winded, but I'm all, I'm not like super hot. So I'm just trying to get my breath back and I'm just kind of pacing around the room. Uh, but I wasn't cheering anybody. I don't think anybody really needed it. No one was finishing crazy long after me. And the, you think it's possible that other people are more friendly than you are? It definitely. hundred percent. I, I, yeah. But oh. I'm, <laughs> I, oh, I, that I was, do, oh. I do like, in the in the afternoons and the evenings, and if I finish early, I will clap for people. But I tend to not like to be loud and like yelling people's names. When I do, when if I do do that type of stuff, it's 
it's like during intense, like weightlifting stuff, you know, like I'm used to, I'm used to lifting in the gym. And if I'm spotting somebody, you know, shout, look, you know, words, words of encouragement, you know, how like Kevin Hart was saying, you know, good job. You can do it. One more set, you know, that type <laughs> yeah. of thing. I'm obviously with more, <laughs> obviously with more energy, but, um, just close like, your mouth just like <laughs> before somebody walked by <laughs> yeah. just like pushing just pushing uh trying to encourage people to just push it out get one more or something like that um but during during the workouts where they integrate uh, some type of cardio into it it's so exhausting that i don't i tend to not even have the energy to give to to be you know shouting words of encouragement to people because i'm just trying to get my energy back yeah you're trying to yeah i hear you okay but yes, definitely people are way more friendly than me. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you're just not a friendly guy. No, not really. Um, but, but that's known, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I think what's great about today compared to even just a week ago is how quickly, like, fall seems like it's just approaching. And what's nice is that for days where you're sort of killing yourself working out, that at least it's not 80 degrees or something. Yeah, that's definitely the best part about. I I, I like summer. Um, love love the warm weather, but it's been too hot a lot of times lately. And during those workouts, it's just, it's just too much. It's too much heat. There last I think it was last Saturday I was working out, and I'm like I'm I'm I didn't eat beforehand, and yeah, I don't like working out in the morning without having some type of food in me. Uh, and like while I can do it, it was a later ish workout. It was like ten thirty or something. So it was a bit late for me um, to be working out without having any type of food. And so I'm in the middle, like I'm in the middle of, of the class. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm not even remotely going to try to get the best possible time for myself. I'm just going to finish the workout because it's too hot. Like it was, it was easily like 90 degrees at that point oh inside the building, God. inside the building. It's hotter because again, no AC. So I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there trying to do all these movements. And if, if I push myself too hard, I'm going to pass out. I've never passed out yeah. in my life before, but I have been feeling, I feel that type of like lightheadedness, not completely there as, as I've like pretty much all through my twenties, I'd never felt that as a kid when I, when I would work out, be playing, doing whatever, playing sports, never felt like I was ever completely out of energy to the point that I needed to just like fall fall over maybe put my go to sleep put my 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 brain inadvertently goes to sleep um as an adult like i I, i've definitely felt it while playing basketball just i've exerted myself too much and i and i can't i literally cannot go on anymore i felt that so much um throughout these last 10 years and it's such a like a weird sensation because again it was it was something that i never felt as a kid and it's something that I, that, that is relatively repeatable when you're, when you're doing CrossFit because there's this workout and you're trying to get whatever number of reps completed in this certain time period. And you're trying to beat your time from previously, or you're just trying to get as good of a time as you can. And it, it, you're, you're pushing yourself so hard that it can, it can, it can definitely happen, especially if you're not, if you didn't eat something beforehand. Oh, 100%. So those morning work, those like Saturday morning, Sunday morning workouts are a little awkward because of their timing of it. Like it, it's like there's class usually at eight, nine or 10. And so depending on which time you go, if you, if you go at 10, but you've been up for a couple of hours, but you haven't eaten a breakfast yet, that is a, a really 
questionable decision to make. It's a really weird spot to be in because for me, this again, this is for me, my experience, just me as a person. Um, if I don't eat anything before that 10 o'clock workout, I'm, I'm going to be feeling really, um, really strained um, by like 1030, 1040. But if I go to the 8 a.m. class and it's pretty much first thing that I've done after waking up, I can pretty much get through no problem. Gotcha. I'm just not going to be friendly afterward. You, I mean, you're never going to be friendly to begin with, it sounds like. That, if, <laughs> go, I'll go at, go at noon. Noon or 530, I'll be friendly. Yeah, right. Well, it's also just because you're not at the extremes of when somebody should be up doing that kind of workout. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because like, I – when I used to do like my spin classes at six fifteen in the morning, I'm I'll go there even if I'm early and there's people next to me. I'm not saying hi. I'm just sort of like getting my mind right, getting the machine right, mm-hmm. just trying to like sort of uh, warm up a little bit. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like make friends, you know. I think I'll, I, I'm more I'm more interested in making sure that whatever I'm about to do is uh is correct. Yeah. Um. Uh, how long have you been doing CrossFit? Nine months now. How do you feel nine months later? I definitely feel like I'm getting a lot better at the workouts. I still feel like it's very easy for me to get completely destroyed, not destroyed, uh, completely winded, mm-hmm. just completely, uh, just exacerbated by the, by the entire thing. Uh, but I don't think that's ever going to change. <laughs> I don't think there'll ever be a time where I'm just like banging out these like 15 minute workouts, which have you do, you know, a crazy number of reps of weightlifting at pretty high weights. And then not a crazy number, but like, you know, a decent amount. If I, if I got to do like 10 clean and jerks with a pretty high weight and then go run 400 meters and then come back and do that again, three more times, that gets really tiring. You, you get so winded super fast doing that weightlifting component. And then you got to go run and at a relatively short distance. It's, it can be, it can't, it's normally supposed to be an anaerobic, um, type of run, like a sprint. But when you do it multiple times, eventually that, that is your recovery time. But because you're still moving, you're still trying to keep a quick pace. Uh, you don't fully recover before your next round of weightlifting. So they, uh, they really get tiring really quickly but they're fun like and and they really do they really do um quite a bit of variety so you tend to not do the same workouts um over and over again although mondays they call them um benchmark days so i think they have 13 benchmark workouts that they do um tomorrow is the mile run so that's one of the benchmarks but other stuff are they a lot of times they have different names they're they're named in memory or in honor of somebody so there's the Murph, which you may have heard of. That is a, it starts with a mile run. Then you come back in, you do, um, I can't remember if the, the order of it, but, but most people split, they, they don't do it, um, in this, in this specific order. Um, a hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 air squats. And then another mile run after that. That workout is, uh, they do it every Memorial Day. And it's like an, it takes like an hour at least for most people. So, um, that is a, that's kind of a special day where your classes are longer than an hour and it's not like a formal class. You can have tons of people doing it at the same time. The, there are other workouts, uh, one's the Annie. It's probably my favorite workout. They have, you do 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 reps of, uh, double under. So jump ropes where you, you, uh, 
you you jump and you swing the jump rope underneath you twice in, in the time that it takes you for you to land back on the ground. Um, so you do 50 of those and then you do 50 sit-ups. And the sit-ups can be like assisted where you like swing your arms forward because otherwise you're going to be completely dead. So in a, in a kipping style manner, I guess. Um, and you, you do 50 reps, uh, jump ropes, sit-ups, and then 40, 30, 20, 10. So that, that is kind of a, uh, a, a normal style workout, I guess. And every like 13 weeks, this will be repeated. So you can compare your previous workout attempt or time to this next or to the current one and you can see how you progress over time and if you don't come to class and you might see some regression and you'll know okay it's probably because i haven't been to the gym in the last how long or maybe you're just sick so that's that's not a good look so you can always like put notes in your results and in, in the the Wattify app is what it's called to say hey you know wasn't feeling 100 percent today and as a note to your future self say oh you know what that's why my school wasn't so good that that day i was sick Got you. Yeah. Um, so Annie's your favorite workout. It's one of my favorites just because I do like jump ropes. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize how, how many people have problems jumping rope. Uh, doing double unders is not something that many people do at this gym. A lot right. of people have to do the, just the single unders, the normal jump rope on that workout. They, it depends. Sometimes they do this. Sometimes they don't. They, if you can't do a double under, they double the amount of, of, uh, of normal jump ropes that you have to do. So instead of yeah. doing 50, you do a hundred. I haven't, they don't do that every time. And so there are workouts where you'll do like, where you'll be doing jump ropes uh, as kind of the cardio component to a workout. And then maybe doing like uh, barbell snatches and the people that are doing double unders are just, they're finishing a lot later than the people who are doing the single unders. And because like I said, there's not as many people that can do those uh, at our gym. Those are days where I'm, I'm finishing later than other people. Um, Yeah, overall, I'd say, I would say like as much as, as, as well as I perform on the running workouts, like these, like the strictly running workouts, I can't compete nearly as well as, as the, uh, I can't compete nearly as well when they incorporate running into weightlifting workouts too. So a day like today, there's running involved with it. And I, I, I can't keep up that. I can't keep that pace from that first round, um, because I'm just so winded. I'm like, I'm doing like a light jog, whereas other people are still doing a pretty strong run. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I'd like but to see But do you feel like, do you, yeah, but have you seen improvements up until this point? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, uh, you, I remember you saying that Elena was also getting into like, uh, the science of food and what you should be eating. Um, do you feel like the progress uh, or the results that you're seeing in the uh, during all of this workout? Do you feel like it's been improved through the changes in diet that she's uh, instituting? That's a bit harder to say because it's or it's harder to judge. I think whether improvements are coming from that or if they're coming from the consistency of working out. So I'm not quite sure right now on that end. I would like to say yes. I mean, I feel like, so there've been times where I've eaten more junk food um, during the day and then gone to work out and I just kind of feel like crap beforehand, like before the workout starts or during the workout. I think what I eat 
immediately before a workout definitely affects how I how I feel. Uh, and and how quickly? How quickly before a workout are you talking about? I don't even know if it really matters. I mean, let's say I'm working out like four thirty, five thirty. If I if if I eat, you know, uh, I've never really eaten pizza for lunch, or at least I haven't in a long time. So I'm trying to think of a yeah. better example. Like if let's say there's there's let's say there's some type of like workshop conference or meeting or something, and there's like donuts there. So if I eat a few donuts there, um, at like two. Then yeah, uh, by five thirty, I'm gonna. Be, I feel like I'm gonna feel that during the workout and just be feel just feel sluggish, you know. Sure. And and therefore not be able to to perform um, to the to the ability or to the, the the way that I feel like I should be able to. Yeah, that reminds me of the time uh, I think uh, last weekend when I thought that a thirteen mile run wasn't going to be too bad. And then I went and I realized I forgot to hydrate before. And then classic I also didn't Sandy. eat classic Sandy, forgot to hydrate, forgot to eat, get a little bit of food in me. And I also ran the first few miles super fast. Uh, and then next thing you know, uh, I, uh, probably just tried to like, I felt like I was running on empty, running on fumes for like the last like eight miles. And then it, uh, what's it called yeah, i just felt like i was super winded by the end of it yeah yeah it's inter it's interesting um like trying to i feel like i just don't i feel like i don't i used to not pay attention and even still now i don't pay attention to how i feel after eating a certain meal or after eating a certain item and realizing hey you know what maybe i feel this way because i didn't you know because i ate this beforehand um so if you avoid eating too much of this then maybe you won't feel that way again so i feel like trying trying to pay attention to what it is that i'm eating especially before doing some type of physical activity like that's just something that i need to be, be i need to be more aware of yeah i think it's like that like you said even though you had to be more aware of it the there's got to be like a fine balance between too early, too late, um, just so that you can like, it's almost like just hacking in the body so that it's as effective as possible. Yeah. Um, that you're getting exactly what you need to maximize a workout, but not sort of slowing you down in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, yeah, I, uh, today I didn't work out. I haven't run in about a week. Uh, I think you knew that. Um, been keeping it pretty light and what I actually did today though was after my time volunteering with Carolyn I went downtown to the running studio Mile High Run Club and I did another racked stretching session so this is like a 30 minute stretching session with basically like a massage therapist and she basically said that I have this thing called yoga butt <laughs> it's sort of like the uh, the hamstring uh, that from like it's basically mostly your hamstring, but she also said there might be a tendon that goes from like, especially like, uh, I forget what it's called. I think it starts with an S, but it basically runs the length of like from like your lower back to like your calf. And I said that's where I was basically like feeling a lot of the, uh, the pain or whatever. And, um, it was, it was just nice to get like professionally stretched out a little bit. Uh, and then, I, almost like immediately after the the session, I felt really good, 
Um, but then I think I just have to like do a little bit more gentle, like dynamic stretching so that I can keep it loose. The idea is that this week I get back to running. It just, it's felt really bad not being able to run all week. The coach that we usually run under when we do like the distance classes, like the one hour distance classes where we're basically just like killing ourselves for uh, an hour while we do like different intervals. She said that you shouldn't treat running like a chore. You should treat it like a privilege. And the second they took it, like they, the second my body sort of took that ability or that opportunity away Hmm. to run, that's when I really felt like it was a privilege because my days when I start with a good run, it just, I feel like it's so dynamically different. It's much more positive. I feel like I've accomplished a ton. Um, and when I'm not able to do that, it's just, I definitely don't feel, uh, I definitely don't feel as good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what else can I talk to you about? Oh, did you know that I right, hard change? Did you know that, uh, Tomb Raider shadow of the Tomb Raider is coming out this week? Really? That soon? I've been seeing advertisements for it on like steam, but I didn't realize it was coming out that soon. Yeah, it's basically coming out this week. So uh I wanna get it, but at the same time, like I just know that there really isn't a a chance for me to play it right now. Um, so it's uh I think it's gonna be something that I if I were to buy right now, it'd go right into the backlog. I do know that the story is supposed to be even darker. It's supposed to be like all of the the great things that we love about the Tomb Raider series continuing. Yeah. Um Oh, are you going to get Smash for the Switch? No. I never I never played the Smash Brothers games back in the day. So I know there are a lot of people who are supremely excited for this one. And I remember during... There was a line. Game, yeah, there was a line outside of the Best Buy today. Really? Is it like... And yesterday. For the game or for like pre-orders? Oh, because they're, they're like starting the line to pick it up whenever it releases this week? I think so. That's, yeah, that's crazy. When at E3, it was like a 15 minute for like announcement. They were they were they were showing off like every single character, and I I rem- I played, I want to say like maybe the N64 one or something like that during college, um, like freshman year with a couple of people, and they were just the the people knew the game incredibly well, and yeah, all I knew how to do was just you know punch and kick or whatever. Right. <laughs> I don't even know how to double jump properly. So I like somebody like throws me off, tries to like throw me off the, the, uh, the platform and I got like 18 health, you know, 18% of damage done to me for this life. And I like fuck up the, the jump and I just die. I'm like, yeah, this game, I, I can't do this. So it's definitely one of those games that really rewards having a very intimate knowledge of the game mechanic. Yeah. It's sort of like when you and I get really settled into a new duty or something. And we but really so. understand, but more so though, right? Yeah. Just this idea of understanding intimately, like where the buildings are, where the lanes are, and where to toss a grenade. And it's almost like uh, remember when we would play? Was it? Uh, I forget which Call of Duty that Stonehaven was on. Uh, Modern Warfare Three. Ghosts was that Ghost? Yes, Ghost. Yes, Ghost. Um, with the marksman rifle. I, with the marksman rifle, how? If we started the lower level of that map, I'd run out and guaranteed of one kill. Yeah. Like, you you just... It was almost like you were just playing uh, on a higher level than other people because you just put the time in. And I feel like the, uh, the Smash community is just like that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, there. It, it's the interesting thing, I guess, about the interesting thing between uh, games like that, between like Call of Duty and Smash, is that in Smash, if you're better than somebody, you will always win. You will almost always win in Call of Duty because the time to kill is so quick. You can, you can, um, you can be unlucky, maybe run across too many people, or even get in a one-on-one fight with somebody. And they get that, like, you know, that lucky headshot flinch, as people love to complain about on Reddit. And, uh, yeah. and, and they can get the kill on you. Um, in Smash, when I would, when I would play with those people, it's, it's just like disheartening. It's like, it's frustrating to play and like, it just quickly becomes a, you know what? This is not even worth my time. I'm just getting beat up on by other people. The, the only reason I was even playing in the first place is just because I was hanging out with people in that room. Right. And eventually it was like, oh, you know, a fifth person shut up. Cool. I don't got to play. I'll just hang out here and talk with the rest of you people because I'm not really, I'm not a competition to anybody here. And it's a waste of, it's a waste of everyone's time for me to even be in this, in this, uh, situation here. It's sort of like that. Uh, it's almost like the one ninja, uh, from Fortnite fame said that he knew he was good at video games when he was not only beating all of his friends, he was stomping on all of his friends. Yeah. And it's not, it's like fun, but not fun to like always be the one that's like that much better. Like it's fun when it's close, right? You take some, I take some. It's like mm-hmm. there's a there's a constant back and forth. That there's a lot of fun and drama in that. Yeah. But if you're like leagues and leagues and leagues above all your friends, you end up finding out that you're not gonna you're not invited to play as often. Yeah. And definitely. that's and that's no fun. So. um the one time I can equate this or, or relate to this is, uh, like some, in something other than video games was ping pong. And it was the only time I had the drive to get better. My good friend, Tom, uh, he, he lives in, uh, Brooklyn. He, he had a ping pong table in his basement. And when we lived in Indiana, I would go over to his house and he, he would just destroy me. It was, if I got, if I could score seven points before he scored 21, then I was, I felt like I won. And, yeah we would play and he would just completely destroy me. And I just can't imagine ever being any type of fun for him because it was my first time playing. Uh, you know, I was really just learning at that time. I was probably like, I must've been like 11 or 12 years old at this time. And he would just keep rolling on me, but eventually I would start to get better. Eventually I can score seven points on him consistently. And eventually I might be able to score like 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 points in a game where he would beat me. And eventually I could start, I could actually win, you know, every now and again. Um, but in video games, the one time I, you, do you remember? So, you, you know, Mark, right? Our yeah. friend, our, my friend Mark is insanely good at Halo and he was absurdly good at Halo 3 to the point that he, he, he played in some MLG tournament in Florida like years ago. I guess, I, I guess if he stuck with it enough, maybe he could have, he could have actually become a Halo pro, like a real Halo pro. But so he, had such a crazy knowledge of the game. Um, he would know, first of all, I, I, I never figured out where certain weapons spawned, um, let alone like had, had been able to pick them up enough, nearly enough to get decent with them. But he would know, he would like pick up a gun and then just go to some part of the map, kill me, and then know instantly where I was going to spawn. Yeah. And so I would spawn and before I could take two steps, my head, I was shot, I was shot in the head and killed by like a sniper rifle. It was so, it was so absurdly frustrating. He would, we would just play like these limitless games, like fifth, you know, trying to like see, okay, who can get 50 points? And obviously we knew the answer before we started playing the game. I might get like 10 on him, but 
that would be really tough. And, and that was just one of those situations. I'm just like, yeah, this, this is stupid. I, I can't, I can't even hope to get this good, like to get that good. And it's doing whatever it was that we were doing then was not helping me get any better at the game. I would just spawn, get shot, spawn, get shot. Like it, it, it was stupid. I mean, that's sort of what it was like for people to be on the receiving end of us when we were playing duty in our heyday. Oh man, not quite the spawn trap of of those uh those matches. I don't know if you remember that one. I think it was Havana in Black Ops One. Oh, you could really trap a team in Havana. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like a it was like a Z type of shape, I guess, sort of. Yeah, basically. And, yeah. And if you stood in certain positions, you could just prevent people from spawning anywhere that was safe, and you just keep getting shot. Yeah, that was. That was brutal, but yeah, especially, well, especially when there were just certain play styles that, that you could succeed with where I wasn't, I wasn't able to compete and vice versa. Yeah. Where like I would be struggling, but somehow you would get on the streak. And as soon as you got whatever kill streak it was, uh, it would help me start to get that. And then all of a sudden you just like start chaining them back to back to back and just start rolling on teams. Right. The you and I have always had very different playstyles. Uh, you are much more. You like to be in the thick of it. Uh, you've always been a much more of an SMG close quarters. You you rush in. And I feel like you're much more comfortable uh, with everything like right in front of you. I'm much more of a let's keep everything at an arm's length. And I like sort of using like assault rifles or marksman rifles and just I like to I like to sort of knock things out a little bit further away. Yeah, if you throw an M1 to a game. Uh, if you throw no, an M1 and M14. You, you're buying it. I'm buying I I'm probably, uh, what's it called? Pre-order it. Pre-order it, yeah. Yeah, so. So um, let me ask you a question. Have you um, looked any more or read any more about um, the new Black Ops game, Black Ops 4? No, but I know you and I are going to get it. I, I haven't watched this video yet, but there's a, I think it's from Game Informer, Game Informer a rapid fire, like 100-some questions that they asked David Vonderhaar about the new Blackout game mode. I need to watch that. Is that like that. a new like interview style that they're having for like a lot of things? Yeah. Yeah. What was the, what was the other Anthem. one that I linked to you? Was it about Cyberpunk, I think? Anthem. Oh, Anthem. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's their style. I think a lot of, I think a lot of, um, uh, journalism, like new news, like websites, they're trying to do, they're trying to have some type of like, not a gimmick, but there some type of like unique thing that would make you want to watch their interview. And a lot of times, I think they, I think it's it's maybe started with um, like actors and actresses who would be doing their rounds uh, promoting a certain movie or TV show that they're going to be in. And a lot of times, they would just have the same stupid generic questions over and over and over again, and it's exhausting and tiring. And it's not like you, you know, what sets. What sets, uh, you know, this website's interview, um, apart from this other website? And, and it, as a consumer, you only really need to watch one of them because they're going to be asking the same questions. So I think a lot of these websites, they try to figure out, okay, what type of game can we play where we can still get information about this movie or this, this project, but at the same time, entice people to want to watch our, our, uh, interview with this person, even if they're going to be getting the same information about that thing. Uh, and, and so then you have those, uh, like the Google searches with the, the different actors, like, oh, the auto complete. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the rapid fire, I think is, uh, is certainly an, an interesting style. I've only ever seen that Anthem one. That was the first one that I'd seen, but I think that especially for, uh, 
uh, an upcoming like some like a highly anticipated game like this it's it's uh exciting for for fans to watch so they can hop they can get on that hype train yeah um i know that speaking of hype trains the tr- the uh the games that i'm most uh excited about uh i think in no particular order well i mean cyberpunk 2077 um that game's coming out next year um i'm also super sto- stoked about red dead redemption 2 uh, I mean, if that game came out now, I would probably uh, just start playing that. Probably make time to play it, really? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> if Red Dead came out like tomorrow, I would stop playing Fortnite. I think I'm pretty... I'm like, kind of at the end of Fortnite now. I feel like you've been there for a bit. I mean, so Red Dead comes out really soon. It comes out October 26th. It comes out a week before yeah. your marathon. Yeah, um, I'll get it, but I won't like... Uh, you won't be able I to play, play it yet. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. I need it. I mean, I'm not really doing anything until the marathon is done. Yeah. And I, I think I've decided mentally I'm buying a TV during Black Friday this year. If my, if the TV that I want or the style of TV that I want is available, I'll buy it. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely want to upgrade my monitors at some point. Um, yeah. To really unlock PC Masteries. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if I would want to do 4K or if I just want to do a higher frame rate. I don't think I'm gonna even tr- gonna try to do both. Maybe I could do one of each. I have like a 4K monitor because uh, I do two. I do dual. I do dual monitors, so maybe I could do 4K on one and and 144 hertz on the other. I don't know, but uh, I feel like it. I feel like it would be. It would kind of like change change my my world in in some sense like i remember when when uh flat screen tvs started becoming popular you know 1080p you know 720p hd tv in general i was just very much like oh you know i don't I, i'm cool with my tube tv i don't need anything better i don't need anything more than this like it looks as good as i need it to look and then when you finally make that upgrade it's like oh i was dumb like i was stupid definitely needed to get on board earlier i feel like that's how i'm gonna feel with 4k yeah absolutely i mean I think the 4K-ness will really help you visually uh, get the response of what your uh, what your sort of PC is able to clock out or yeah, turn think, out, rather. I think even for like just media consumption, like watching something like Planet Earth, that's going to just look amazing. Just the, that extra level of detail. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. There's uh, Netflix shows have been available in 4K for some time. So if your monitor, if your TV, your monitor can can handle it, it'll it'll like some in 4K. Yeah, not everything, all. not everything. I think it might only be some of Netflix originals, but, but not all. I don't know if there's a list somewhere that where you can get that information. I'm sure there is. Um, YouTube, you know, YouTube has been offering 4K for years, but right. YouTube's 4K, like YouTube's algorithm, they compress things, so you lose. It's not. It's not like native. Like uh, it's not 4K as it was filmed because things get compressed and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. I've just never really been able to take advantage of it. I have blue. I have Blu-ray. Um, like I have my the Xbox has a Blu-ray player. Um, although my the original one I don't think can output to 4K. I think you would need the 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 one uh, S for that. But, yeah. I don't know. Definitely, it would definitely be good to do at some point. This monitor that I have is uh, like eight years old, mm-hmm. so it's a bit old. Sounds enough. like my TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't know what you're doing later, but I'd love to sign on and get a few challenges done. 
Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. I, I have, I have, I'm, I like similar to you. Like you said, you're getting, uh, you're getting a bit done with it. Yeah, I am too. Um, I know that I've played more than you the last two seasons, and the 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 inability to get consistent wins is just kind of like taking its toll. It's still a fun game, but it's a game where where the where other people um have other people who were able to put in more time are just way better and similar to what we were saying about Smash. In Fortnite, it's a game where it's difficult to be able to get a kill on somebody who's better than you. Yeah. And so with a with you know not assuming a max lobby and you're playing solo with 99 other people, it's a little hard to find it's a little it's a little hard to find that you're the best player of those 99. And so therefore and sometimes it's not even just like the actual skill, it, it's their luck certainly is is a component. Oh, 100%, 100%. Um so being able to win games or even place well in a lot of games is, is difficult and um it's it's a bit taxing or just like not super fun uh, consistently so those single player games that's where they come in and especially on a pc on on a pc or even just like not even not even the pc let's just say like our lifestyle you know both of us in a relationship um and and obligations like work and and whatever else we're doing afterwards it being able to sit down even if it's play for like 10 minutes be able to just like get 10 minutes worth of progress in something save the game and leave it feels a little more fulfilling than play one game of Fortnite, get eliminated within ten minutes. I'm like, ah, oh, all right, I gotta leave. Um, yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. I just don't know what game to do that with quite yet. I don't want to start Far Cry Five right now, just knowing that if Red Dead's coming out soon, you know what I mean. Like, it's if it could I, be Tomb Raider because Tomb Raider I seems mean, like a more discreet game. At the beginning. Was that? I think I I think we got interrupted there for a moment. I was just because I started over over uh, talking over you. I was just saying that I mean you don't have to completely finish the game. You can take a you can you can take a break from it at some point. Like I I've been working on Fallout Four for like two years and I've still been making a decent amount of progress. But every now and again I just put it down for several months at a time. Yeah, um, I'm hoping that uh. I don't know. I'm hoping there's a discrete game. Oh, did you know there's Overcooked 2 coming out? Yeah, I remember that. Um, Are you getting it? Yeah, I will. Um, I need to see if I can try to... I beat Overcooked 1 with my little brother, and Lane and I never really got to play nearly enough of it. So I was always of the mind that if she were to play enough of it, she would start getting used to the controls and would not have to like look down or even think about making whatever action that she wanted to happen happen. Cause she, a lot of times, like, you know, she's like picking up the, the tomato, right? And she's got to take the tomato over to the cutting board. And then she's like, Oh, how do I cut? And she's got to like look at the, look at the remote. Oh, and yeah. And try yeah, to yeah. figure it out. Um, also, I mean, you're going to get to a point where you just pick it up, you just get it over to where it needs to be and you start chopping and, and you're not even going to think about, um, translating the, the, the chop action with this button press. You're just going to, it's just going to happen. Um, so I feel, I still think that that would happen with her. But I also do like the more I think about it, the more difficult I think it will be for her to pick up. Like you and I, you and I have had like years of like we grew up with this decade plus, yeah, yeah, and like the 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 idea, the concept of holding of, of holding a controller and controlling the character on screen, like 
it's not it's not complicated in any way for us to to like move a character to jump to to shoot to do whatever but it's hard for her like she's really coming at it like i've been doing this since i was two <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and i may maybe similar to like learning a language it's easier to do when you're younger um it's it's just hard so i think like if i were to say give her a mouse and keyboard i really do think it'd be easier for her because using a, com- a computer using a keyboard is easier for her it's something that's relatable and something that she's done holding a controller is not really something that she's done so i do want to try doing that with her at some point because maybe she would be a lot better if she did it on a keyboard and mouse sure do you think you would try um, overcook too with with carolyn do you think she would be interested i i it'd be it'd be the first game i would try for sure okay yeah um all right, dude. I think that's uh, I think that's all all I have this week. All right, sounds good. All, all right, right, cool. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Yep, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.